Traveling on business? Then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Coming up. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to invest in your child's business, plus one important question to ask your financial advisor. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Coming up, an important question to ask your financial advisor. But first, Spence Whitman will give tips on how to invest in your child's business. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Spence Whitman is Managing Director at Stevens Private Client Group, and he's here to give us some tips on how to successfully invest in your child's business. Welcome, Spence. Thanks for having me on the show, Veronica. My pleasure, Spence. So, Spence, if a parent is going to invest in their child's business, and we're going to, for this interview, we're going to assume that the child is younger than 18, for example, you said first to have a written contract with them. Tell us about that, because I would think sometimes people would think, oh, they're young, you don't need a contract with the child, but you say, we do. Yeah, I think it's essential, um, you know, certainly since it's a family member, to have a written contract, not only which you know, outlines ownership goals um, uh, and growth goals um, and, uh, you know, revenue goals and cash flow, go- cash flow goals. Um, but I think that you need to have this in writing. Um, kids have got so much going on with sports and school and friends uh, to keep them focused if they are ready um, for this endeavor. Yeah, you need to have it in writing. And also I would imagine this helps keep them accountable too, no? It certainly does. Um, I think, you know, my experience has been that, you know, while some parents do uh, take a financial stake in the kid's business, uh, oftentimes it's uh, as important for the parents to give advice and time and to lend an ear uh, to the kids. Um, So that's as important to me as uh, an actual financial stake in the business. Giving the money. That's a good point. I want to talk about more about that mentoring and advice giving down a little bit later. But I want to first see from the parent's perspective, you, even though you're getting a written contract from your child, uh, are you necessarily thinking you're going to make money on this deal or this is more just an exercise in helping your children learn some business skills? Yeah, I think it's probably more important to have the kids learn from the exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the upside there is that maybe the business does become profitable. Um, uh, as busy as the kids are, it's going to be tough for them to devote enough time around the schoolwork and the extracurriculars to really ramp the business and scale it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fantastic learning experience. It's kind of like an Econ 101 freshman year oh, college sure. course in junior high or high school. Neat. So what kind of businesses have you seen uh, clients, kids do, or your own children? Uh, I do have some experience with two teenage daughters who are 13 and 15. They <laughs> uh, hand-painted uh, Vans slip-on shoes uh, oh. for a couple of years. They wore them to school, and there was a lot of interest from other kids at the school, and they asked the kids where they could get them. And the kids kind of talked and said, hey, we think we could potentially sell these shoes if we had the time to order the supplies. Uh, get the shoes painted by hand, and there certainly was demand that they saw. Um, So a year and a half ago, they started a little business called Shoe Lab, and they've sold hundreds of hand-painted pairs of shoes to kids at their school. And the word, I think, for any of these kids, uh, social media is a very uh, powerful tool. Yep. 
Um, and that, that's the way this generation conducts business. It's not as much face-to-face anymore. Uh, it's more electronic. It's a lot on social. Now, you, you bring up a good point. You, your child might have an idea, but you also you want to test the market to see if there's demand for that product. Yeah, there's, there's got to be the initial demand. Uh, and I think for kids that age, um, this doesn't need to be looked at as a job more of a passion and a, and a hobby. Mm. They're, they're, they're too young to, you don't want them to think of it at this point like an actual uh, occupation. Right. Uh, it's something that they're passionate about, something they have fun with and look forward to doing. Um, and again, once you, you know, social media and uh, website, uh, internet is a great way for them to market this effect time efficiently um, because they are just so busy with many other activities. Yep. Now, who's helping them with the business plan? Are you as the parent drawing that up, or how involved are you getting? You know, we, we had casual discussions uh, around the dinner table uh, about uh, problems they were running into, you know, logistical issues. The, uh, the shippers were raising their rates slightly last mm-hmm. quarter. Uh, and that threw a kink in their business plan, but we would talk through their problems and had them write down their goals. And when things arose, these casual discussions turned into uh, and we talked further talking points, and we helped them develop the business plan as the business progressed. We didn't have anything set out in stone uh, initially, but they did most of the work themselves. What a fantastic le- way for the kids to learn. I'm wondering when things get really complicated, at what point do you step in as a parent? Because you, you don't want to take the learning experience away from them, but at the same time, you want them, you don't want them to get in over their head either. Yeah, I, I think when they, these businesses, when they start to generate a little cash or go cash flow positive and the kids potentially can set up their own bank accounts and have their own credit cards to order the supplies and uh, pay for services, they are going to have a vested stake in this business. They are going to have some problems with ownership, hours invested in the business, maybe among siblings and friends, and that's when I think a parent may need to step in and offer uh, an unbiased uh, point of view as to how they should work the items out. And set some limits maybe on how much time they should be spending on the business versus their schoolwork, for example, I would imagine. Um, in terms of the mentoring you as a parent provide, what is that? Like teaching them about taxes, helping them network? What sort of things might you help them with? Yeah, I think um, you know, customer service uh, is very important. When the, At least for my kids, when they were getting lots of orders for these shoes, really more than they could handle, you know, I taught them to get the product to the customer in a timely fashion and do a good job on the product um, to have a repeat customer. Um, so customer service, number one. Um, secondly, uh, you know, often try and meet the customers face-to-face. If you deliver the shoes to the house after an order, um, there is certainly some value in face-to-face contact that our generation may have learned that theirs is not as accustomed to. That's really so helpful. We provi- provided that type of mentoring um, when we thought it was uh, appropriate. Fantastic. Any last tips? We have about 30 seconds left in terms of parents who want to invest in their kids' business, w- mistakes they should avoid, things that they should do, final word of yeah, wisdom. I think from a, from a parent's standpoint, if the kids are passionate about uh, this potential business venture, you know, let them take it at their own pace. They're so busy academically. There's so much pressure from parents these days. Um, don't push them too early and don't push them too hard. Great tips. Thank you, know, you let so them, Let them have their own entrepreneurial fire 
and the job won't actually be like a job for them. Excellent. Thank you so much, Spence, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And thanks again to Spence Whitman for joining us from Stevens Private Client Group. Coming up, an important question to ask your financial advisor. But first, a quick word. Spend lots of time on your device? Then spend some of that time with us. WSJ Podcasts, the sound of success. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Here's an important question to ask your financial advisor. Do you have a succession plan? Your advisor likely asks you what would happen to your family and estate plan if you were to die suddenly. So it's important to know that your advisor has a plan for their practice if they were to die suddenly, too. Ask them who would take care of their clients if they were hit by the proverbial bus and ask how soon you'd be able to access your accounts. And you want to know specifically, are they prepared for the unexpected? Although it may feel awkward to ask these questions now, do it anyway. You don't want to be left in a lurch if your advisor doesn't have a plan. This has been Wealth Wednesday, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.